But, man, that last couple of segments, the excitement in your voice, I don't know if I've ever seen anything like it from you. My heart rate is uh, it's, it's going at an all-time high right now. Big time. You've you've gone full cruton. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> it's there. it's something to behold. It's it's fun though. I, yeah, no, it is fun. And in the words of Jerry Jones yesterday, you look at the recruiting rankings, and there it is, glory hole. That's what it's like. <laughs> Top five class incoming. No big deal. Oh, wow. So are you speculating that Oklahoma? Uh, had a McDonald's sack for the Evans kid. Is that what's going on here? What, what, what's the deal? I'm not willing to go McDonald's sack. I think it's a little bit classy around here. It's de- <laughs> definitely a Taco Casa sack is uh, what they're throwing Taco out. Taco Casa. Yeah. yeah. Uh, that's great. Well, I, and that announcement comes this evening, I'm guessing, right, considering it's halftime of his – of his high well, school you're, game. You're thinking, of Macari, you're thinking of Macari Vickers. Oh, yeah, yeah. That, that's old news, dude. Pfft, Macari yeah, yeah, yeah. Vickers. That's so last week. Today is Anthony Evans. I guess that's going to be right. in around an hour or so. So we'll we'll have that one covered. Okay. Uh, wow. Amazing stuff. Come on. Uh, are you excited? Can you feel yeah. it? Can you feel the excitement in the air? Well, okay. Let oh, me here just. We go. No, here we go. there's. All I'm going to say is I, I'm i excited about the overall vibe of recruiting, but I'm not, I'm not like, I'm not totally blown away by it. It's a, it's a, it's a receiver, you know? Okay. I, it's not about a receiver though. Like I, I, know. I, I it's about getting recruiting wins now over Bama and over Georgia and this kid trending to Georgia this week and finding a way to flip that one around. Like I'm looking at this like big picture. They're getting into the southeast, the state of Florida, these places where – and beating these programs and recruiting that they really haven't in a long time. That's why yeah. I'm excited. No, and I agree. That's what I'm saying. The the overall picture of it, I'm, I'm excited about that. Uh, without a doubt. Now, and I know that they really like this kid. He's an absolute burner, um, you know, which is interesting because for the most part since Lebby has been here, and it hasn't been very long, but it feels like the trend of wide receivers has gotten way bigger than what it kind of was in the past for Oklahoma, right? And this is kind of this kind of breaks from that recent trend a little bit, but what do I always say about if you're undersized or if you don't necessarily fit the prototype size, you better make up for it with speed. And does. Anthony Evans has speed, uh, you know, just just insane speed. So I know that they love to have a burner there, and, and he would fill that role very, very nicely. Man, football Friday. We got college football tomorrow, and everyone's jacked up about recruiting. Um. This is as good as it gets, Teddy. This has seemed like the longest offseason ever, but uh, this thing is actually almost upon us. Well, not everyone's almost. jacked up about uh, recruiting. Some people are talking uh, basketball and gout today. All right, so we'll be hitting football. And as in that order, into... by the way. Lead with basketball, <laughs> transition to gout. Let's use basketball talk to relate it to gout talk. That's what we do. Everything relates to that, you know, everything. Yeah, uh, 
Dude, I'm 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 probably more excited about watching a ridiculous Nebraska Northwestern game that's being played uh, in a completely different hemisphere than I should be. I, I'm for whatever reason I'm excited to watch that game tomorrow. Yeah, no, I I mean sure because OU plays them in a few weeks, and though they were three and nine last year, there is a mysterious element about Nebraska this year. And I think the mysterious element has to be what they're going to be at the skill position spots. I, I'm kind of cooking in. Like, I feel pretty pretty good of what I think about Nebraska's defense. They're a good defense. They're a solid defense. They're nowhere towards elite. But they're a, they're a good, solid defense. Offensively, though, is my giant question mark. And what I see tomorrow, week zero overreactions. They live here, Teddy. You know that. Um, yeah. That is really going to significantly impact my thoughts of what this Nebraska team is, of what they have at running back, wide receiver, and how well Casey Thompson plays. Right. Yeah. And I heard you and um, Parker Thune on Get In, uh, the previous show, talking about Half this right game. again. Yeah, I mean, you're getting <laughs> – Pretty good at almost guessing the show name. Get in. That made me uncomfortable, though. You're like a, just like a stranger. You're offering me candy or something in a weird van. Uh, uh, Get in. You both are trending towards a, a tight football game. Spread down to Nebraska minus 11. Yeah, you know why? Did you hear why the spread has dropped so much? Why? Because you called it the – Blank and lock of the century two days ago on the show. Hey, come on, dude. Yesterday. It is. It is. I know. Hey, early in the college football season, this is where the money is to be made. As everyone gets a view of these teams and of the new quarterbacks and new coordinators and, and you know, you settle kind of into your normal conference play, it's harder and harder to find value. This is the best value you're going to find all year. <laughs> yeah, lose all of your cash in week zero of the season. This is like going to Vegas and you're there for four days and you lose it all the night that you uh, roll in on the flight and have nothing to do the rest of the time. Yeah, on, the, on the on the airport before you even get to uh, to the luggage. <laughs> yeah, the uh, the casino slot machines that they have. Yeah, the, 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 yeah, yeah. Mm. yeah. That's what Teddy's trying yeah. to get you to do. All right, I don't know. Listen, the. Maybe the safe money out there is to take Nebraska in another one-score football game. That's been the uh, that's been the trend, but I don't know. I'm feeling something. Maybe it's the Thompson kid. Maybe it's the new Whipple offense that they've got rolling at Nebraska. Don't know. Maybe it's the fact that Northwestern um, is not any good. Uh, There's a bunch of different. The latter might be the most likely there. Did you see right. how many? Did you see all the pictures of the, all the Nebraska fans that made it to Dublin? There's no, a, the, there's they a go ton. Into big, wow. Oh yeah, there's a ton, and I'm looking at the massive crowd that they had out there today at some pep rally, whatever it was, and I'm saying to myself, "Wow, Nebraska brought more fans to Dublin than any visiting Big Twelve fan base has brought to Norman <laughs> in the past ten years." I, it's not an exaggeration, by the way. It's so weird to me. I I don't I don't know. I don't understand it. I'm trying to think of it. Where was a place that, aside from like Cabo, where would OU fans travel in mass overseas somewhere? 
I know Cabo's not overseas, but I'm just yeah, saying, like, <laughs> I, that's such a random place that I, I don't know. I guess maybe just since it never happens and it may never happen again, you feel like, well, there's only one shot at this thing. We might as well go enjoy it while we can. We've got a reason to go over there. Let's let's go see it. I, I don't know. Maybe. Maybe OU fans would do the same. Yeah. Oh, I'm sure they would. O- on that line, um, let's give out a free T-shirt today. I'm in a good mood. You're in a good mood. Everyone's in a good mood today. So, Nebraska's traveling. I don't even know how many miles to play a game in Dublin. What's the farthest? What's the furthest OU's ever traveled for a game um, away from Norman? Text it. 405-651-3439. I Have want, ever gone to Hawaii? I want, it's got to be either Washington or Miami. Okay. I want where that game was played, the distance from Norman, where the game was played, and what year it was. Winner is going to get a free T-shirt. Ref T-shirt, of course. Not a T-shirt that Teddy and I are wearing. I, th- I think we took a, a freight tanker to Hawaii in 1932 for a game. Yeah. Why, why are you trying to, like, ruin everything right now? I'm not. Yeah. What? Yeah. What? Yeah. You're trying to ruin everything right now. I am? Yeah. You're trying real hard to ruin everything right now. We traveled by train to that game, not freight tanker. Hey, some of you have the right answer, but I need the year. No, oh. Bur- no Burley Boomer. 69 miles is not the farthest they've traveled for a game before. That's not it. Okay. We, we, I wonder if that's the exact distance to uh, Stoolwater from Norman. Uh, probably pretty close. Uh, six seven eight area code, final four digits oh eight oh eight. That's right, Hawaii, December third, nineteen eighty three. Now OU's played at Hawaii twice. They played in nineteen eighty three, and then you spoiled the answer for everyone. Thanks a lot. Nineteen thirty two, they played in Honolulu as well. So I called Total up. Guess. Yeah. Okay. I called up uh, Mike Brooks today, OU football historian. And I didn't know the answer to this question. I knew Mike would. So I called him and said, like, hey, what's, what's the longest distance here? We thought it might be Syracuse. I thought it might be Miami. I thought it might be Seattle. 1983 in Hawaii. They also stayed a week and a half in Hawaii in 1932. Nice. They played on December 25th. Then they also played the All-Star team. I guess there's like a Hawaiian All-Star team out there on New Year's Day. So... I guess OU had some coin back then to send the entire team to Hawaii for a week and a half in 1932. Well, in fairness, the entire team in 1932 was probably like 14 guys and a coach. Yeah, <laughs> most likely. Yeah, <laughs> you know? seriously. That, that is crazy, though. In 32, they played Hawaii. That's, that's wild to me. That's nuts. But, hey, that had to be quite the experience for uh, some some guys playing football for Oklahoma in 1932. Yeah. Can you imagine yeah. that? Talk about going tr- from the Dust Bowl in the 30s out to Hawaii. Wow. I wouldn't have come back if I were those guys. Maybe some of them tried not <laughs> well, to come back. I bet they didn't. It was the last game of the season. I'm sure some guys did. <laughs> ah, we're just fine our uh, ride home, Coach. No big deal. Hey, try, try to get a team locked in for a game at Hawaii after staying there for a week and a half. Good luck. 
Well, I think you're – I don't know that you would have to worry as much about – the problem is – like the Orange Bowl is more of a problem than going to Hawaii. Going to South Beach and Miami or if you're playing out in Vegas for something, you know, those – that's places I'd worry about more than I would Hawaii, but – then again, I've never been to Hawaii. Exactly. Only that's a place for ballers. So you'd have to tell me. You know, I'm upper middle class. I I flew coach out there, Teddy. I'm not a baller. All right. Didn't you spill something on yourself on the very beginning of the flight again? No, I spilled two drinks on myself during that flight, <laughs> and it was embarrassing. And the entire uh, section of our flight looked at me like, "Really, dude? Like you can't compose yourself? You got to spill two drinks, two rum and cokes in your lap?" Look like I had a giant pee stain on my shorts. God, moron. You know, I don't know that there's anything more pleasing than a story of you spilling something on your shirt or oh, I know. drink. I know. Or it's 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 the best. That that Jim Mora and Mike Gundy clips put me in a great mood whenever we're doing radio. And the worst part of when that when stuff like that happens is not, you know, walking back to the bathroom at the back of the plane and having a giant pee stain looking thing on the front of your shorts <laughs> and everyone seeing it. It's instantly, and Teddy, I mean instantly recognizing. I have to share this on the show because it's what's best for the show. <laughs> And it's going to make Teddy's month if I tell him about this. God, that's the worst part. You probably were wearing a white T-shirt. Don't you know better by now? You should not even own a white T-shirt. You should be all black. Everything you have should be black. Black garments only for you. Yeah, it's it's embarrassing. I, I haven't had a flight in five years where I didn't spill nacho cheese or a rum and coke. Or my, something's always going on. <laughs> stuff oh my gosh okay let's hit uh let's hit a quick opening timeout hit us on the text line let us know what you think we got recruiting news we got college football getting underway tomorrow week zero stuff uh game week is is just right around the corner let us know what you think questions on the depth chart whatever it may be 651-3439 hanging out at newcastle casino today i-44 exit 107 we'll be back Football Friday on the rush. First football Friday of the season. Tyler McComas, Teddy Lehman, live on the ref. We are the home of Sooner fans. Air Coverage Solutions text line, we'll get to it momentarily. 405-651-3439. I had to really, really laugh at something today because ESPN put out another predicting every college football conference, the winners, all that. They have OU winning the Big 12. Mark Schleyball does. 10-2, and 7-2 and two in conference, whatever. Offensive player of the year is Bijan. Uh, defensive player of the year is Will McDonald of Iowa State. They've got that list. Then, Teddy, you scroll down, and his he's got three bowl predictions for the Big 12. His number one bowl prediction for the Big 12 is this. Texas goes bowling. That's his <laughs> – imagine a world – where someone's big prediction about a conference is that, well, 
OU's going to go to a bowl game this year. Try to live in that world where you've sucked for 10 years now, over 10 years, and someone's number one bold prediction is that you're actually going to win six games in a bad conference. Whose bold prediction was that? Mark Schleyball of uh, ESPN. That's crazy. Picking anyone, anyone, picking Kansas to go to a bowl game, I wouldn't even say that that's a bold prediction. Everyone goes to bowl games. Everybody. Didn't Rutgers go to a bowl game last year, only winning like four or five games because A&M was scared of playing Wake Forest or whoever it was? Nothing bold about that. However, I do like it because it looks so pathetic for Texas. So I, I I do enjoy that part of it. I mean, it is like <laughs> JT Daniels will throw for 30 touchdowns at West Virginia. Okay. Deuce Vaughn will lead the Big 12 in rushing. Yeah, sure, whatever. The fact that your bold prediction is that Texas goes bowling is amazing. He's got him at 7-5 <laughs> and five this year, 5-4 and four in conference. I mean, it is, dude, it is the, it is the turn of all century. Everyone thought that Texas was 9-3, and 10-2, and two, and then the injury started to mount up in camp, and everyone has set sail on all that Texas hype. Oh, buddy. Yeah. Mark Schleyball has, or probably has Texas going 9-3, and three, if not for this disastrous camp. Yeah. That's crazy. You said 7-5 and 5-4 five and five and in, right. yeah. in, in the Big 12. Yeah. Just the one loss to, to Alabama in the uh, in the non-con. I I don't think that that's I don't think that's crazy. I it would it, it wouldn't take much. Well, really, all you're saying, frankly, is that the teams that have been better than them over the last decade are better than them this year. You know, which I think I think that's true. Yeah, Oklahoma State's been better. Oklahoma State, Baylor, Kansas Kansas State. State. Yep. And maybe Iowa State State in there for good measure. Go ahead and do it. So that's really all you're saying. I mean, that's not that shouldn't be the bold prediction. Anything outside of that prediction, I guess, should be the bold one. You know? Yeah. Upset of the year. He's got TCU over Oklahoma on October 1st. What do you think about that? You know, that's an interesting game where it lies. Um, you know, you will have played. You, you played at Nebraska, big road environment. You'll play uh, your first real big home game with Kansas State. I, I know you got UTEP and Kent State, but the Kansas State game is going to be your first real test at home. That I mean, that's your true like, home opener. You know what I'm saying? So you've got that big game, and then sandwiched in between, Kansas State, Texas is. TCU with the little fire plug at quarterback Chandler Morris and the best wide receiver maybe in all of college football in Quentin Johnston. I mean, it, it is a dangerous game. Yeah, they, they've also got a freshman wide receiver they think going to be pretty good too, Jordan Hudson. So it's not just, you know, that's we're just where they're going to throw the ball on every down. I'm right. telling you, man, like Max Duggan, is a he's a gritty quarterback. He runs the ball well, but he's got – deficiencies in the passing game I feel totally different about that game not totally different that's not fair to say I I I definitely feel different if Chandler Morris is at quarterback over Max Duggan just because I think he's got more arm talent more big play potential 
And he's just one of those guys, dude, that he's a gamer, and against OU, he's he's going to have it out for him. Even though that was a whole Lincoln-Riley thing, I understand that. You always win a ball out against your former team. That yeah. that, that makes me nervous with, with him at QB. I, I don't think that he's the best quarterback in the league or even top three, but it's one of those situations like, well, God, on October 1st, is that what he's going to play like? Is that what he's going to look like? Yeah, TCU's they got an interesting schedule before Oklahoma is obviously they're um, well I guess it's not obvious this is kind of why it's interesting but Oklahoma is their Big 12 opener. They play at Colorado, Tarleton and then they've got a a bye week before they're at SMU and then host Oklahoma the next week. So they only play 3 games before they play Oklahoma and you know it I, for Oklahoma, I guess the SMU game, you may get a a real sense of what what TCU has, and and heck, maybe even uh, Colorado. But you got to imagine, since we're so early in their schedule, and the first conference game, it's not like I know they're trying to win every game, but they're not planning on trying to make the college football playoff this year. You, what I'm getting at, Tyler, is they ain't showing nothing till they play Oklahoma. Uh, probably. You, you you would think that Colorado's a tough game. Colorado's a bad football team. TCU's a double-digit favorite at Folsom Field <laughs> a week from tonight. That's how, yeah, that's how bad Colorado you know, is. Isn't that – Colorado is one of the – you've got the Nebraskas, you got the Miamis, but – Colorado is the one that's kind of fallen between the cracks that people don't notice. But the last time Nebraska and Miami were great, Colorado was pretty damn good at that time, too. What, they probably won 10 games in 2002, didn't they? 10, 11? Um, let's see. They played the and, Big 12 championship in 02. They won it in 01. Yeah, I mean, yeah, early- so they won the Big 12 championship in 01, beat yeah. Nebraska no, beat te- uh, beat- to get there. Yeah, yeah, they yeah. beat Nebraska to get there, beat Texas in that championship game and lost in the Fiesta Bowl. But in the 90s, for the most part, early to mid-90s, they were really consistent. They won that 1990 national championship split with uh, Georgia Tech. Right. Um, it's a yeah, beaut- I, Like I-, I told you two weeks ago, we were out there. It's in, in maybe the most incredible campus I've ever seen, or just the, the, the town itself. Yeah, just the oh my god, it's the view crazy. and just nestled in the in the mountains there. And they made yeah, an it's... incredibly lazy hire. They hired Carl Durrell. I saw Carl Durrell in the early two thousands as the head coach of UCLA. Wasn't all that impressed. I mean, you can like go look for a young and up and comer. Like they had that with Mel Tucker. I understand that. But Carl Durrell is who you replaced Mel Tucker with? Dang, man. No wonder you're going nowhere. Yeah. I don't know. I, that is, I, Colorado would be one of the teams that I think would benefit massively from the Pac-12 if they were to link up with the Big 12. Yeah. I, they need to, I feel like they need to get back to that. They are, you know, they're already in kind of a weird place. And in the Pac-12, they just they don't fit, and it's not like they fit just beautifully in the Big 12. But I think it's a little little closer to like where they need to recruit and what they the like the the audience they need to be playing to. Just an opinion thing there, but 
Could be wrong. Maybe it doesn't matter. Uh, text you know? line, Mark Schleyball picking Texas to beat Kansas would be a more bold prediction than those clowns going to the toilet bowl. <laughs> oh, that's funny. Ryan in Tulsa, wow, that list makes Mandel look like a genius. I l- don't let him off the hook, guys. I love this. This is great. Yeah, well, the good thing about college football season finally getting here is we can stop talking about bad takes out there and start well we can those aren't going to stop right we can stop talking about bad takes by national guys and start talking about bad takes by me yeah yeah both of us yeah yeah (laughs) that's what's going to be better uh text line zero week is the puka shell necklace of college football d-bag-esque Just call it week one or the start of the season. Yeah. Well, here's the thing. You can't really call it. I mean, there is a dilemma there. It's hard to call it week one when you've got a handful of teams, which are, here's how bad the teams are. Nebraska's the best team involved here. All right. Florida State, I guess, is the only other name. But you don't can't forget really about the Tar Heels playing uh, Florida A and M. By the way, that game was going to get canceled, I guess, because Florida A and M didn't have enough people eligible, players eligible. They're taking like seven offensive linemen to the game in Chapel Hill tomorrow. That'll be fun. Wow, that's what you get whenever you schedule uh, school like Florida A and M. We had them here. Was it twelve? Twenty twelve season opener. Yep. Yeah, um, yeah. you can't call it week one. I I guess you just have to call it week one extended or something like that, early week one. The week zero thing is, is pretty bad. It's uh, not week zero. Nachos on a plane sounds risky. Yes, it absolutely is. Uh, I would not endorse nachos it. Nachos on a, on a plane are bad. How about chips and salsa? <laughs> yeah, that's what I spilled on myself. That's chips and salsa. Of course you remember exactly what it was. You probably remember the brand of what it was. I'll remember that forever because I I never even would would think that an airline would offer chips and salsa on a flight. Just one of the many things Allegiant offers you. <laughs> Much less would I think anyone would ever actually order it in the tight confines yeah. of a uh, of an economy class seat. Chips and you need some space for chips and salsa. Like yeah. you need it on an island in your kitchen with tons of room to where you can lean way over to take a bite. Yeah. Um. As much as you want to make the show today about my embarrassing moments, um, I will just finish with this. I also broke that. That's right when the mask mandate started on flights. Not only did I <laughs> spill the salsa on me, I broke my mask um, while I was eating the chips and salsa. So. Tough day. Amazing. Yeah, didn't have an extra. Uh, over or under 69 points in the Dublin game tomorrow? Text line's asking. Over. Over. Yep, I'm taking the over on that. Taking the over. Would like if it hit right on the number, though. That would be that would be money. Hit right on the number. All right, let's hit a quick timeout. More from the rush coming up. Newcastle Casino, I-44, exit 107. I'm hanging out here by the front row sports bar. Tons of TVs. They got tons of drinks going on every uh, every afternoon. Three to six is happy hour with good drink specials going on, plus other great promotions throughout the casino.
It is the rush on the ref. Tyler McComas, Teddy Lehman, live on the home of Sooner fans. I see that text on the Air Comfort Solutions text line, Brian. Yes. He says, I've never seen Rex Grossman do a 64-yard touchdown run, throw the NFL comparison out the window. Many of you won't know what Brian is referencing. However, I do. On3.com, which is a recruiting site, they came out with their player comps for the 2023 class. OU has Jackson Arnold committed, a five-star quarterback, and his NFL comp was Rex Grossman, which I don't even know if that's accurate or not, but it's the most Wait a r- random in comparison that they could have given him. Rex Grossman. Who said who? <laughs> on Rex three, Grossman? Yeah, on3.com. Like, for instance, Arch got Andrew Luck. It's pretty high praise, right? Um, yeah, right. Yes, it is. Well, yeah, I mean, it's extremely high praise, and I don't agree with it. Some other, like uh, David Hicks got Malcolm Brown, who was a first round pick to the Patriots out of Texas. Okay, whatever. And then Jackson Arnold, five star quarterback, Rex Grossman? Like, uh, <laughs> was Rex, Rex Grossman played at Florida, right? Yes. When was he there? Like, he was there. Um, I think when you were at OU, he was it was in the early two thousands. Chris Leak is that right? Chris Leak started for them. I think Grossman's last year. Later. Can I can I nerd out a little bit here? Yeah. Um, I think Grossman's last year was O two, because in two thousand three, LSU's only loss that year was to Florida at home, and Chris Leak started that game and he was a freshman. So I think Grossman's last year was O two. Jeez. Sorry, I didn't. My bad. That. Why Rex Gross? Where's he from? There has to be a reason. I don't know. Come up with I Rex have no idea. They did know. The guy had played college football in 20 years, and they pick Rex Grossman. I guess like that would make sense. Let's say, um, like if you were a, if you were like a one-off player, that there's not a lot of comparisons to. And you had to go back to another one-off type of player. I, I'm almost thinking of like a of like a Michael Vick or a you know, I, I I don't even know. Like that is such a weird comp. I, I don't even know what to say about that. Yeah, I don't <laughs> that's <either>. awesome. <laughs> um, but the Rex Grossman comp had a 64-yard touchdown run last night and a 63-yard touchdown pass Ooh. in high school week one extended. Not high school week zero, high school week one extended. I did not know that Rex Grossman was from uh, Bloomington, Indiana. I didn't either. I was going to say, like, is there like a location tie? Like they're from the same high Nothing. school? Totally like, random, isn't it? Totally random. Wow. Well, hey. Grossman was a first-round pick. I mean, I guess it's not its not like it's a – Rex Grossman probably gets viewed far more um, critically than he really should be. The dude was a first-round draft pick. He took a team to – well, he was on a team that went to a Super Bowl. He was the uh, – Starting quarterback. I mean, Teddy just called him a game manager. You all heard that, Rex Grossman, game manager. Well, I mean, come on, I'm biased. That's the Nurlacher team, okay? You know? <laughs> um, it's not wrong. So, I mean, he 
he wasn't great in the NFL, but you know, there's a lot of really good college football players that aren't great in the NFL. So I, it's totally random, but it's probably not as bad as it sounds. You know what I'm saying? Sure. Sure. Uh, yeah, I, text line is saying he's finished second in the Heisman in 2001. I'll, uh, Did he? I'll okay. go fat check that here momentarily. All right, um, we got college football tomorrow. You guys know that because it's a football Friday. I'm going to run down some games. You tell me what's interesting about some of these games. And if there's nothing, you say there's nothing interesting about it. Okay. What is interesting about the Nebraska-Northwestern game, 11.30 a.m. on Fox? Oh, I'm fascinated to see if any offensive linemen puke. (laughs) Uh, I can't wait to see what the Thompson kid looks like in Whipple's offense. I can't wait to see if they lose, if Trev Alberts fires Scott Frost and leaves him in Dublin, Ireland. Um, For Northwestern, Pat Fitzgerald, there's nothing there. I'm I'm, I'm searching. Their helmets will look cool. Their helmets will look really cool. That's about Fitzgerald, it. Fitzgerald, I'm guessing, is an Irish name, so maybe, you know, he feels uh, comfortable there. I don't know. Yeah, their helmets look cool. Um, it's not even the first game. I guess, who's that? Western Kentucky they played and, earlier. Uh, and Austin P. yes. Yeah, but, no, I, I think there's plenty to be excited about for that game, and at least interested in, uh, see if they have any playmakers since uh, the coldest got hurt. Um, what does their run game look like? What does their passing game look like? Do, do they carry anything over from what Scott Frost did previously? Offensive line, how's their offensive line look? They should absolutely dominate an inferior Northwestern D-line if they want to have any chance at pushing Oklahoma around. So I think there's plenty there. What's interesting about Wyoming and Illinois, 3 o'clock on the Big Ten Network? Um, Billima. See if he takes his shirt off or not, or makes a comment about his wife after the game. See if he takes his shirt off, uh, comment about the wife, a couple of drinks afterwards. I actually, I liked some things that I saw from Illinois last year, the way that they played. Now, obviously, totally devoid of talent. They've got no players there. But Billima, he's... I don't know like how he is as an everyday coach. I don't know how he is as a motivator. I don't know how he is as a recruiter. But his X's and O's philosophy I happen to really like. So that's interesting. Wyoming's had some players lately, man. They've had some players. They've had a, a run of some pretty nice players. And I know what they got hit with the transfer situation last year with several guys transferring out, right? But I don't know. I, I think that's an interesting game to see if, uh, Billima's turned that thing around at least a little bit. What's interesting about Duquesne and Florida State, 4 o'clock on the ACC network? Um, Remember, you can say nothing about these games. Well, it's a, it's an interesting uniform game. you got to love what Florida State has. You know Duquesne's uh, uniforms? Yeah. Really? How do you know about that? Because I'm looking at the page for the uh, – mm for the game right here on ESPN. And actually, that's not even them. Nice so job. Maybe I don't know. Um, yeah, this one is hard. I guess it's interesting if Florida State doesn't look very good because 
you got to feel like Norvell's hang, or, um, uh, yeah, Norvell. Well, that's, yeah, yeah, so you're thinking of. You got to feel like he's hanging by a thread right now at Florida State. They've got to be getting really antsy with all of the stuff happening in college football right now. The realignment, like you need your team in a position of strength when all of that stuff's going on. So, geez, with what's going on at Miami. It looks like I feel like, and I think you feel like Florida has a really good hire. They they've got to be feeling pretty antsy right now, and if they start off bad, boy, I wonder wonder how long it goes. Florida A and M and North Carolina seven fifteen on the ACC. Man, the ACC network is packed tomorrow. Chapel Hill. What's interesting about this game? Well, it's interesting to see if Florida A and M has to start playing wide receivers at offensive line. They're missing like since, twenty guys tomorrow. <laughs> yeah, since, they're, since they're missing twenty guys, and are they? Is that a COVID issue, or is that an el- You said eligibility, right? Yeah, um, I'm going to go back. Florida A and M is traveling to play North Carolina on Saturday. Uh, the school says FM, FMU will be out twenty players and only have seven offensive linemen available. Yeah, that is a. Uh, Apparently, that's an eligibility thing. Wow. Uh, Rattlers, I say, uh, what was what did uh, Coach Mac Brown say about North Carolina this year? Someone asked him if they are criminally underrated this year, and he said, well, I hope so because we were criminally overrated last year, which I <laughs> appreciate the honesty from Mac. Beautiful. Um, North, last one. North Texas UTEP. What's interesting about it? Um. Obviously, scouting the University of Texas El Paso for our opener. See if Seth the Trail and North Texas can put some hooks into them to try and slow them down before they come to Norman. Uh, no, I'll be interested. There's offensively, there'll be quite a few similarities between what North Texas does and what we do. And just kind of to see how UTEP plays against some of those things, see how they do against some tempo, see how they do against some of the perimeter, uh, the bubbles and tunnels in the RPO game. North Texas pretty good at that. Um, before we hit a break, I have to read this text from Burley Boomer. It says, Teddy, please tell that lady behind you on the oxygen to stop celebrating every time she wins $12. <laughs> Come on, man. You got to celebrate everything in life. That's the beauty of it. All right? No, I'll pass it on. I will pass on the sentiment. All right, quick timeout. More from the rush coming up. We'll wrap up our number one next. Nate Hibble days away until kickoff in Norman. It is the rush on the ref, Tyler McComas, Teddy Lehman. It's been all the news today. A lot of great news for OU football recruiting. Looks like you're going to get two four-star prospects by the end of the day. A four-star safety out of Tallahassee and a four-star wide receiver, Anthony Evans, out of the state of Texas. But apparently, and this one came out of nowhere, man, Emeka Megwa? Didn't know his name until about two hours ago. Guess he's transferring from Washington to OU. He's got four years of eligibility remaining, 
and he was a running back out of the out of Keller, Texas, recently. Six foot two thirteen. He was a four star. I know nothing about this guy other than he's the most recent addition to the roster this season. Yeah, uh, I have no idea. Now, how does that work? Now, if he is a – what year was he a recruit? He would have been in the – was he the 21 – class of 2021 is what he was. Class of – I don't think he – he can't He can't play, right? I, I thought there was a deadline. I thought it was July. Yeah. Like in the thought it was July, but I'm not sure. Um, Here's who he had offers from. I'm just trying to give people an idea of what he was thought of coming out of high school. He had an offer from Notre Dame. He had an offer from Bama, Arkansas, Auburn, Baylor, Florida, Georgia, LSU, OU, Ohio State, Oregon. Man, his offer list looked really good. Dang. Yeah, interesting. I, I wonder why. Why Washington? Why, he, why Washington and – I guess I'm, you know, I'm not. You can't ever be surprised anymore when someone transfers. But why Washington? Why why transferring now? Um, I don't know. Yeah, that's, I, I say uh, that we normally don't see someone transfer like this this close to the season. But isn't that what Cavantre Bradford did last year? Left OU yeah. to go back to LSU. Yeah, but that was something weird. That was like he. And maybe this is the same deal. I he never actually attended a class at OU, right? So that's why he was able to go back and be immediately eligible, if I remember correctly. Well, yeah. Never attended a class and never attended like what they would consider like a full football activity or yeah. something. I don't know. Thank you, Parker Thune. He can practice but not play, so he'll be il- eligible in 2023. There you go. All right. Uh, fascinating stuff, though. All right, quick timeout. More from the rush coming up. We got our number two next. <laughs> 